everybody. Welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz. It's Jeff Antoniak. So today I want to talk to you about pentatonics, but sort of a cool advanced way to use pentatonics, something that some people call side slipping. So it's, it's cool. We're going to get into it. It's a sound you've heard before. And now the hip thing about this lesson is it's going to work at three different levels. And the, the way we do things at Jazzwire too, the, the green community are more novices, folks really just sort of putting together the language of jazz uh, to begin with. So the pentatonic scale is going to be great if you happen to find yourself at that level. Now at the red community, this is Jazzwire lingo, the red community, these are folks who can play jazz. They sound pretty good. Now some of these folks may be operating more on instinct and ears, so they're learning the theory. Now we have other folks who know the theory, intellectually they get it, but they're learning how to actually play it on the instrument. Does that sound familiar? One or the other of those? Yeah, lots of folks are sort of at that level. And then the blue community, those of you out there who are more advanced, you play gigs, you're semi-pros. Um, at that level, we're always still working on the lower stuff, playing our instrument better, getting great vocabulary down, understanding the theory, but then we're always looking for what is the next sound? What is that next thing I can do? What is that thing that my hero is doing? So I'll tell you, all of your heroes are at that level doing the same thing. They're working on the basics, but then they're also trying to push ahead into new territory. So we're all somewhere on that spectrum. This lesson today is going to speak to wherever you're at. So let's jump right into it. So the very first thing, let's talk about the pentatonic scale. So this is the most ubiquitous sound on this planet. Most cultures in the hundreds of countries around this world, uh, going back as far as you want, find the pentatonic scale. So that's a big topic of conversation for ethnomusicologists. How is that possible? Cultures that have never met happened upon this scale over and over again. We're not gonna get into that discussion. We're gonna play the scale. Here we go. So this is the B-flat concert major pentatonic scale. All right, the next item, I'm gonna play it up a half step. I'm gonna play it in the key of B. This is a scale that eventually we'll wanna learn in a bunch of different keys. Today, we're gonna to see, we're gonna be using these two keys. Here it is in the key of B. And the formula for a pentatonic scale, uh, for the major pentatonic is one, two, three, five, six, one. So of course, I get it, some of you know that, some of you this is new. We're gonna start getting pretty advanced with this in a second. But that is such an important scale, I can't overstate it. So many of the songs we know use that sound. So let's do this, so I wanna put this into context now. So context is let's play music, what are the chords, what are the chord changes? So item number three on the sheet is what some people call the turnaround progression. It's a one, six, two, five. So many songs end with this. This is the last two or four measures of so many songs. This is the majority of rhythm changes. There's the jazz compositions that we play or the pop tunes from the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. This little cycle is what we use over and over again. So let me do this. So it's, it's a lot of chords, but it's all in the overall key of B flat. Now, some of you are gonna say, how in the world would you know that? There's eight or 10 chords there, how do you know B flat? Is it always the first chord? The answer is no. 
So this is the kind of perspective that I want to work with you on. This is what we do at jazzwire.net all the time. And so let me just say, you're torturing yourself trying to learn this on your own. If you try to learn to play golf on your own, you're torturing yourself. Um, there's so many things in life that when we get a little help, it gets so much better. Jazzwire was built for you adult musicians. So visit this link and take a tour. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Take 10 minutes out of your life and you can see hundreds of people like you who are moving ahead so much quicker because they're getting good direction and doing it in a community. It's not just about good direction and more information. You don't need more information. You need curated information. You need the information you need today. That was deep. Think about it. That was deep, I promise. All right, so let me do this. I'm going to start uh, my iReal Pro, my play-along thing here going. Um, and what I'm going to do is improvise with just the B-flat pentatonic scale. So those of you that are, that are a novice at that green community level, this would be a great thing to do. Just make up some great melodies with the pentatonic scale. So that pentatonic scale is such a great place to start for making melodies. In the middle of what I just played there, I quoted an old Lester Young tune called Lester Leaps In. And you probably noticed I was doing some little bending to the third or a little grace note to the third. So that's a jazz blues kind of thing that we can do, but I was playing the third. I was playing the natural third. There was no extra note in there. I'm not gonna count it as that. All right, so now let's shift gears and go into high gear. Here is a cool possibility with pentatonics. The idea is side slipping, this idea of playing in one key and then moving around somewhere. And so it's for today, we're specifically gonna go up a half step in the key of B flat in the key of B. Now, there's lots of different ways to do side slipping. And if you've ever heard McCoy Tyner play a piano solo, you've heard this kind of stuff in there. So what I'm gonna do is keep that set of chord changes going on and on, where I just did some very nice melodic diatonic improvisation. So what I'm gonna do is use two scales, the B flat scale I just used, and then every once in a while, I'm gonna slide up a half step and start playing in the key of B, even though the key, the chord changes are gonna keep going around in B flat. Those are the wrongest notes you could possibly play. Yes, indeed. So essentially what I'm doing is playing as wrong as possible how could that ever sound correct? Well, so the idea is the organization that the pentatonic scale brings. Let me play this for you a couple times. What do you think? 
Uh, was that ridiculous? <laughs> was that kind of cool sounding? Was it? Uh, well, it's some pretty advanced language, so it's not going to be for everybody. If you like realist painting and uh, somebody shows you some cubism where there's three eyeballs and the nose off the side, you may think to yourself, I don't know what's going on. I do not like that. So fine. So for some of us, this is sort of where we want to get pushing towards. This idea of how do we play outside but have it sound organized. And so this is one of the ways to do it. This is tried and true. This has been uh, happening for a long, long, long time, decades and decades. So it's a cool approach. And again, we're going back to the pentatonics, the strength, the melodic nature of the pentatonic sound. And a lot of what I used here were also patterns. Uh, let's look at those first two measures. And they have a square bracket underneath. Each of those little square brackets shows you when I'm in one key, when I move to another, when I move back. There's only two keys going on, though. Here's the first thing. Just even those nine notes is a particular pattern. And perhaps you can figure out what the pattern is inside the pentatonic scale. The second measure. is a bit of a different pattern. So, so this is very much made out of patterns. Did it have to be? Absolutely not. I can freely improvise with the scale. But the patterns also give a sense of direction and organization. So the patterns are important. Sometimes there's rhythmic considerations. And the fact that I'm staying with each scale, I'm not mixing the scales. That does not work so well. So I'm very clearly for two measures with this one sound. Now you'll notice the third measure, I go up a half step, the fourth measure, I come back down. Does it have to be in the third measure? Not at all. I'm doing this randomly. Look at the second line of the A2. I now play for five beats. The little square bracket underneath covers five beats into the first beat of that second measure, and then I shift on beat two. In the second last measure, you can see that I do, again, three beats of one sound and then shift on beat four. So you can shift anywhere. If you try to analyze this solo relative to the chord changes, you will get pretty close to nowhere. You may see, oh, he's playing a tritone sub or something. I'm not thinking any of that. I'm thinking melodies based on two pentatonic scales. So it's kind of interesting that if you try to analyze this without knowing what the artist was thinking, you're going to go full speed down a wrong blind alley, possibly. All right, well, that's a ton of information. And again, it's at these three different levels. Wherever you are entering, if you are a beginner to jazz, learning that B-flat pentatonic scale is going to be great. Now, this idea of playing diatonically over set of chord changes, then this idea of side-slipping. So there's something here for everybody. And again, I really want to implore you to don't try to do this yourself and think you're going to make great gains. One out of a thousand people may be able to pull that off, whether it's with me, whether it's someone else. I want you to be moving ahead with this stuff and really be excited about the progress you make. If you're not better than you were a month ago, that's, it's time to start rethinking things. So I really hope that I can work with you at jazzwire.net. I'm going to do some playing for you on the way out. A little bit of side slipping, different places, different patterns, and uh, see what we come up with. Have a great time with it.